The Career Competitor Podcast is brought to you by Tall Slim Tees. Guys, as someone that's always been frustrated by the way his shirts fit, either a slim fit that rides up my back or a shirt that's long enough that fits more like a poncho, I love my Tall Slim Tees as they're exactly what they claim to be, a shirt that will fit a tall, slim guy. Personally, I'm still going with my V-necks in these last remaining warmer days, but I've got a couple of longer sleeve options on standby with fall right around the corner. Made from great material that won't shrink or wrinkle in the wash, I cannot recommend Tall Slim Tees enough. And if my recommendation wasn't enough, head to tallslimtees.com now and enter promo code CAREER10 at checkout. That's the word career and the number 10. And you can enjoy 10% off your purchase. With 22 great colors to choose from across a wide variety of styles, guys, I'm telling you, head to tallslimtees.com today, enter promo code CAREER10 at checkout, and enjoy a shirt that fits you the way it's supposed to. Let's get to the show. Really, that's all I can do right now is, is learn what I don't know, find the people that um, are doing the job that you eventually want, and just picking their brain. This episode of Career Competitor with me, Steve Meller, and as a member of the CG Sports Network, this is the show that seeks to light the competitive fire within you in order to succeed within your career. We have a slightly different spin on the show today as I welcome in a current professional athlete who is at a crossroads within their life as they try to decide between remaining with their sport or pursuing a career outside of it. But before I introduce our guest for today, I want to encourage you all to head to careercompetitor.com where you can find all our episodes, information on the show, and also all of our social media outlets where you can follow us. We have some terrific shows planned for the coming weeks ahead, but while you're at the webpage, feel free to reach out to me directly through my contact page, especially if you think you or someone you know would be a great candidate for the show. Now to our guest, and I recently had the fortune of sitting down with minor league baseball player Jeremy Randolph, who in 2019 fulfilled a lifelong dream to be drafted as professional baseball player with the St. Louis Cardinals. Like so many before him, Jeremy was immediately sent to develop his trade down in the minor leagues, but unbeknownst to him and so many other athletes across all sports, the chaos of 2020 was going to bring a difficult situation where resources would be drastically pulled from sports, in particularly those at lower levels of the professional game. Jeremy now finds himself in a difficult situation regarding whether he should keep developing as a baseball player for a minor league season that may or may not happen in 2021, or start getting more serious about the conversations he is having with those around him about opportunities to start his career away from the game. So here he is, in his mid-twenties, with a decision to make, and he was kind enough to come on to Career Competitor and talk all of this through with me. This opportunity to talk through a career crossroads with someone is something that here on the show we embrace and have plans to do more of in the future to help those of you listening that may be going through something similar. But I believe that within our discussion, there will be lessons for even those of you that are well on your way to a successful career. And I will dissect our discussion in my keys to success at the end of the episode to make sure you all walk away with some new perspective. So let's get into our discussion with minor league baseball player 
Jeremy Randolph on this new take of the Career Competitor podcast, and I hope you all enjoy. All right, well, I am uh, excited to welcome on Jeremy Randolph to Career Competitor today. First and foremost, Jeremy, how are you? Great, how are you? Doing very well, doing very well, and I am just eager to get into this discussion. Uh, it's it's different to what I normally do on this show, mainly because you are someone that is typical to a lot of our listeners, someone that is going through transition within your life at the moment. And for for me, when, when the opportunity to have this discussion with you came up, I, I absolutely jumped at it. I was really excited to get connected and excited to learn more about you. But also, dare I say it, based on the, the many, many episodes that we've had on the show, who knows, maybe I could even be of help to you with the odd little bit of advice here or there. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert, but at the same time, I've spoken to a lot of people that are extremely successful. So I'm sure there'll be one or two things that I can help you out with. But uh, before we sort of get into all the, the specifics, let's say, of, of what you've got going on right now, talk to us a little bit about your background in the sport of baseball. Yeah, so I started playing baseball when I was around five. I have two older brothers, and we kind of just, I followed them around everywhere. I looked up to them like they were God's gift to the world, you know, so doing anything they did, and they both liked baseball. So I followed them around and played it since I was five. Um, I was lucky enough to get to go on to college and play a small D1 in, in Ohio. Um, got my undergrad there, um, decided I wanted to pursue a master's degree. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't anything at Wright State that, um, I was interested in. So I went to the University of Alabama and got my master's degree in sports business. Um, and it was an awesome experience there getting to play in the SEC and um, competing against some of the best players in college was awesome. And then I was lucky enough to get dra- drafted by the Cardinals in the 2019 draft. Um, and that was an am- amazing experience getting to meet people from all around the world and experience all these different cultures and um, how they play baseball is, you know, it's, it's different from us. They play with a lot of energy and it's a fun sport um, if you let it be fun. But I feel like that kind of gets lost here. Um, but yeah, my baseball experience is, um, it's unique. Um, I kind of, I'm from Ohio, but I've been all around the, the country playing. So it's been really interesting to see the different experiences that um, people have in baseball from all around the country. Yeah, and it's funny, here you are talking to an English guy uh, who did not grow up on baseball, uh, but I've been fortunate enough to to get to know a lot of people involved in the sport, especially through the show as well, uh, In most recently in the last few last few episodes that we've had. We've actually had a number of baseball players coming on. It's forced me to, to learn a little bit. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, in, terms of, in terms of just where you are now, as you mentioned there, drafted by the Cardinals in 2019. So you're obviously still pretty young, uh, just fresh out of your master's degree. And uh, you are someone, let's say, who falls into what I would call a very large group of uh, athletes who through the, the course of 2020 has has had to really do some some soul searching, look mm-hmm. really hard at just where you're, you're going to go next with the sport that you're doing because uh, you were drafted in which round was it of the of the draft? The 26th round. 26th round. And, and, and so, you know, for those who maybe aren't as educated on baseball, uh, there's a lot of rounds. Uh, it goes up to 30, right? Uh, it goes up to 40. So 40. this year, it, yeah, because of the pandemic, they cut it down to five, which is, which is crazy because <laughs> um, there's guys that will make over three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars after the fifth round, and they just like 
didn't get drafted and mm. won't be able to pursue their dream because they cut it so short this year. So. Yeah, and, and that that immediately puts us on that topic of of just the the drastic changes that have I wouldn't necessarily had to happen, but specifically have happened in terms of these minor league sports such as baseball. And you are someone who's who's been on the the wrong side of that, so to speak. Uh, you know, you you are now in this sort of waiting waiting room within your career just wondering what the heck's going to happen next and obviously with that comes so many different questions about your future about when when's the right time to make decisions and, and whatnot so just talk us through first and foremost what 2020 has been like for you so that's a loaded question i think it's been <laughs> pretty crazy for everyone but yeah. um, for me specifically um i was at spring training this year um i was there for about a week and a half two weeks um, just doing the normal thing. You know, everyone had heard about the pandemic across the the ocean and stuff. And we're like, oh, like it's it's across the oceans. It's not really a big deal to us yet. And then, you know, we were, me and my roommate for spring training, we were watching um, basketball hmm. in the hotel. And it's like, I think it was the Jazz and the Thunder, I believe. Yeah. And like, all the games have been canceled. We're like, oh, this is like, this is serious. Like they're yeah. canceling NBA games. And then, Sure enough, the next day, like we go do our practice and stuff, and we we get done and we see like the entire front office um, outside of the training facility, and we're like, all right, this is not good. And they're like, all right, we're gonna two two days, we're gonna give you guys off, just trying to sort our thoughts and make sure we're making good decisions. And then I think twelve hours later, like, hey, like you got a plane ticket home, like it's wow. four p.m. You're leaving at seven. We're like, oh, like okay, like. This is serious. Like they're sending everyone home. It wasn't just like a few guys. It was big leaguers. Everyone was going home. Mm. Um, so I go back to Nashville, and it's like chaos. Like everything's shut down. You don't really have a place to train. So I was going to like a park and just like throwing against a fence, just trying to like because we really had, no one knew how long it was going to be until um, this was all over and it's still not over. So like it's it's still a waiting game. Um, for us and you're just like it could be two weeks it could be next year that I have to be ready so it's pretty hard to kind of keep yourself in shape to be ready for a moment's notice of, of playing so that was pretty difficult but also outside of baseball it's it's just like anyone else like you're stuck in your house and you, you can't do anything and you're just kind of playing the waiting game and I couldn't like you can't find a job like during that time so that was rough um, and they're paying you as little as possible, which is mm-hmm. the norm for minor league baseball is paid, pay you as little as they can to get you by during the season. And then if you're not one of those guys that gets paid a lot of money during the draft, you got to scramble. Yeah. Um, and I was fine with that. You know, I, I understand why um, some of those guys don't get huge signing bonuses. That makes sense to me. But, you know, at the same time, like some of those guys have kids, they have families they have to provide for and, realistically there's no way that someone could get drafted super late and play minor league baseball without having ridiculous support from their family or their significant other there's just mm-hmm. no way yeah yeah and and that's that's the the crazy part about all of this is that you're one of hundreds right you know in, in, in terms of the world of baseball specifically and and this carries over to so many different sports and it also affects college sports you know i think there's a lot of there's a lot of collegiate athletes that who find themselves maybe on the fringe of a starting lineup um, or someone who who would be considered 
to be given the opportunities to be more involved in competition than others who are just wondering you know is is it worth another season maybe you're you're a rising senior and you're not you're not sure is it is it worth my time trying to stay in shape for the for a season that may or may not happen you know it's 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 tough for so many athletes out there right now and in your specific situation as you alluded to it's not just you that's potentially being impacted by your decisions you're you're engaged uh, you're supposed to be getting married in october is that right Right, October 4th, so it's sneaking up on us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in terms of just how you've had to navigate the last few months uh, with training and and obviously looking into the potential of next season uh, in 2021, how has uh, your your fiancé played a role in that in terms of allowing you to to really pursue the the training and and everything that you've been pursuing to the level that you've wanted to? She's been... She's been awesome. She's she's also like a songwriter, so we're kind of in similar um, professions. Kind of where like you. That's why. You're so that's yourself. why you're in Nashville. Yeah, exactly. So we moved down here about a year ago, and she's doing that. But she's been giving me so much grace, and she's like, "Hey, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't want you to look back and regret it. Like if this is what you think you need to do, then do it. Don't don't hesitate or um, think about you know what you're missing out. Just." If this is what you want you want you to do, then do it. Like this is um, something that you only get one chance at. So if you don't do it now and you look back 10, 20 years from now and you regret it, then you're gonna be mad at yourself and I'm gonna be mad at you because you know. So she's been she's been incredible. She's mm. it's the reason I'm marrying her. She's just she's the best. She's so supportive and and giving and caring and it's it's it means a lot to me that it's like that because you know I feel like. That's not the norm for people to be so selfless nowadays. Is everyone wants instant gratification and stuff? Sure. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure she wants a nice big house yeah. and to start a family and stuff. As do I. But um, it's really nice knowing that she genuinely means it when she wants me to follow my dream. And um, although there are some some things that we can't do right now because of that, um, she understands that. And we we're in it for the long haul. We've been together eight years, so we kind of explained. Um, beforehand that this would this might be our life for a little bit so she was she's on board and she's as supportive as as i could hope yeah that's so i mean that's a beautiful sentiment and i love hearing that man honestly and and so for 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 everything that you've been dealing with to have that sort of support system and what i love more than anything as well is you got these these two people that are getting married that are both pursuing their absolute passions in life and that's what we're about on this show man like we are all about having that energy having that desire to to pursue your passion in life and i think a lot of the time that gets lost in some of our episodes you hear people being successful sometimes you assume that it's just they found a career something that they're good at and they've been successful but in in some way shape or form they are chasing a passion and i love hearing Mm -hmm. that you know there's two people there getting married that are equally supportive of one another you know, at the end of the day, you got to make money, right? You know, you, you got you to gotta earn a paycheck. And a lot of the conversation that we've had going on through emails and things like that prior to this interview has been geared around you having this dilemma, let's, let's call it, uh, having, to, having to make a decision at some point in the future where, you know, when does pursuing a dream become almost an irresponsible thing? When does it become something that you simply cannot keep up uh, from a from a living standpoint? And and you attested to it. Minor league baseball is giving you just about the bare minimum of what you need to survive. And mm-hmm. having been an Olympic athlete myself back in the day, 
I know what that feels like. Uh, you, you really do mm-hmm. what count your pennies every single day and make sure you're spending exactly what you're supposed to be spending. And that is not a fun situation to be in for anyone. So as you start to look ahead now towards 2021, what sort of conversations are you having around you with your life, maybe within your life, maybe in in relation to some other professional uh, baseball players at the moment? And I'm sure you guys are all talking as a community. Like, what, when do we keep going, and and when do we maybe have to stop? What are those discussions looking like for you so far? Yeah, I've, I've talked to just about anyone that'll listen um, <laughs> about kind of what they think. So I've talked to former coaches, teammates, parents family, friends, just kind of anyone that I thought would give me some good advice. Um, and it's been a mixed bag. People have kind of been like, hey, like, it'll, it'll be there when you need it. So um, God always provides. And so that I've been really thinking about that. So it's, it's been really hard because, you know, as a husband, like you, you want to provide, you want to make sure that your wife's taken care of and, you know, that you have a roof over your head and you have everything that you need. So that's been really tough um, because right now baseball isn't that. Um, and that was a big reason that I decided to get my master's degree and go to Alabama um, mm. was to be prepared for life after baseball. I feel like a lot of athletes mm. kind of get stuck in that. They think they're going to be an athlete forever. Um, and that's just not the case, no matter if you play professionally for a long time or not, like eventually you, your athletic career will end. Um, so I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, get stuck and do a job that they really don't like or have to go back to school because they aren't qualified for it yet. So that was a big reason I went there. And so I wanted to be as ready as possible to move on um, when I needed to. I didn't want to be stuck in a place where I wasn't ready, if that makes sense. So I wanted to... It makes total sense. And just to, sorry to interrupt you, but that's a really important phrasing that I just heard there is that you said, you know, be ready when you, when you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time that is, that's a really important way of thinking because I think a lot of people want to be ready when they want to be. And, uh, you know, sadly life doesn't work that way as you're mm-hmm. finding out right now. So I think that's a, that's important. That's important to acknowledge that you, you because of your pursuit of your master's degree, you were able to be prepared when you need to be. And I think that's a really important message for anyone listening is, you know, you can't be in complete control of this process. Uh, There is going to be a point where maybe the control is lost. Um, So I love that. But sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Yeah, just to kind of add on to that. Yeah, it'd be be great if, you know, I was a big leaguer making all this money and didn't have to work for an education or think about that at all. But for the majority 99 percent of people out there that's just not the case like even if you make the big leagues or the nba or whatever sport you participate in or go to the olympics like that's a short lifespan of of your whole life and you're gonna have to do something after that Mm. um and so that's something i really took seriously you know i kind of saw some some former teammates that just weren't ready to move on they were just holding on for dear life to something that was very fleeting and wasn't going to end well and so i saw that and it was kind of like I really, I really don't want that to be me. Sure. And so I kind of took that seriously and um, was really consistent in researching what master's degree I wanted. So did all the research. I was like, hey, what program will actually benefit me in the future? Not some, some course that looks good on a piece of paper, but something that's going to be applicable to my real life. So I did that. That's great. That's awesome. And again, sticking with that sentiment of chasing your passion, you know, even if, even if baseball at some point is no longer on the table 
that degree, that that master's degree that you've gotten is is still going to give you that opportunity to remain in the sports world. And there's not many better places to be than where you are, man, in in, in Nashville, uh, in terms of just the opportunities to work with different franchises that are around uh, that area. But at the at the same time, just keeping with keeping with baseball, and again, trying to remain respectful to the fact that you you are still training and that Major League Baseball is still something you want to be a part of. What sort of role have you felt the the Major League Baseball has played for people like yourself within the minor leagues over the last three or four months? Because baseball, in the media at least, has, has probably been the worst received of all the major sports in terms of how they've handled the pandemic. From your perspective of someone that's going through it at the lower level, how do you feel that you've been represented throughout this time? Well, I feel like they kind of had it already set in, in a course to where they're going to cut minor leaguers after the season, regardless of the pandemic. You know, there have been talks about cutting 40-ish minor league teams mm. before the pandemic had ever happened. So I kind of think you see where they had us anyways. Mm. Um, but as a, like a person who has a business degree, I understand that, which is really hard because, you know, it is a business for them at the end of, end of the day. Mm-hmm. But um, for minor leaguers, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. It's, it's not a lifestyle that's sustainable. Um, you kind of either need to make it in a few years or get out. I don't think – like career minor leaguers, hats off to them, but it's not a lifestyle that I would wish mm. upon me or any of my friends. Um, but I feel like the MLB, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an investment for them. You know, I got paid a, a small signing bonus, but there's also guys that made, you know, millions of dollars so, um, like business, who, who are you going to put more work into and um, more resources in? You're going to put the guy that you put millions of dollars into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that, and it makes sense to me, but at the same time, it's like how many guys made as little money as I did in the draft that end up outperforming and being big leaguers. And um, I mean, Mike Piazza was what, like 60th rounder back in the day, and he's a Hall of Famer. Like, how many people are there going to be in the future like that? Mm-hmm that we will never hear about, never get to um, see them play in the big leagues and have those moments with them that we will never get to have because they decide to cut 40 teams. They decide to pay people so little that they just can't afford to live like that. I feel like we're missing out on a bunch of talent um, that'll make the game better because of that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the the tricky part about it too is when you hear the, the salaries that these top guys within the majors are receiving at the expense of such a thing you know there's there's some people that are receiving enough money as an individual that could probably pay pay a couple of minor league teams combined and i think that's that's where this whole thing gets really tricky and i think something that you mentioned there that that really hit home for me is the sustainability of all this uh it, it sounds to me like there's a situation that's been created to benefit the greater good of, of Major League Baseball at the expense of guys like yourself who, and you said this right at the beginning, you know, baseball's supposed to be fun. And the fun the fun is slowly going to come away when you feel like you're just a byproduct of this, of this machine. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to slowly start feeling like you're on a conveyor belt and, and it is a business. And that if you... If you get seen on that conveyor belt at the right time, then maybe you'll get taken up and snapped up, and that's great. But there's so many of you going on that conveyor belt that it, it, it almost feels uh, and sounds like to me that 
that there is this machine component to it uh, that is is trying to benefit only the greater good of Major League Baseball, and that's that's hard to hear because as someone who is a purist for sport involvement as I am, and in, and hearing you talk about your passion and love for the sport and how you believe it needs to remain fun at all times, you know, as someone who's only known you for for twenty minutes, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it, it, hearing you talk about it. It doesn't sound fun, and that and that's hard to hear, man. That's really hard to hear, and and, and I can imagine there's so many, so many people like yourself throughout minor league baseball, but also just these major sports right now that are still trying to hang on and fight. That feel as though the fun in what they're doing is slowly starting to disappear. Have you started to feel that way? Um, a little, but not not so much for that. I feel like just not the money. Mm. I got, I went under, I went in understanding that I was going to make a little, like very little money. Sure. So that part hasn't taken away the fun. It's been the, the politics of, you know, this guy got drafted super high, so we're going to let him fail a bunch. But myself and other guys that got drafted super late, it's like you have two chances and then you're done. Right. So that part's been kind of like disheartening. Like, Hey, like you have so little chances that you, if you mess up, like you're out. Right. And, I get it. It's like I talked about before the investment at the same time. It's like, you know, if you're better than this guy, <laughs> why am I sitting behind him? Right. So that, that's been hard to swallow. But as far as having fun, like as long as I'm playing baseball, like once I'm on the field, it, it's awesome. Like it's, it's just, it's an indescribable feeling like getting to compete against people and just like seeing where you stack up. Like I love competition, like board games, anything just, I love winners and losers like you either win or you lose i don't like ties or anything like that or playing playing for just to play like yeah. i really enjoy just competition and as far as having fun you know i feel like we need more personality and more people um kind of being who they really are instead of the the scripted version that some organizations want them to be where they don't have a personality or don't show any flair or anything like that i feel like it's it's something that's hurting the game and I feel like a lot of young fans are turning away from it because of that that's a that's a that's certainly an interesting point there at the end in terms of just the the personalities that that the league is trying to create and uh in my 15 years in the U.S. I I, I kind of agree with you that if you if you said describe a baseball player to me there is this uh there is this sort of blueprint of what you would describe, and uh, I've never thought of it that way. That that influence is coming from a higher power. That these individuals uh, aren't necessarily what they're being portrayed to be. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. But in terms of looking forwards now, listening to you talk about the competitor that you are, you know, being a competitor is is something that obviously, first and foremost, we're all about on this show. But secondly. I have yet in my life met someone who is more competitive than myself. And, and, and mm. <laughs> so for, for me, when I get to talk to someone who's competitive, I'm always excited. What for you is a realistic version of, of competition and within the sport of baseball now moving forwards? How long are you going to continue to put yourself up against other guys and say, hey, I'm still competitive. Hey, I'm still as good as you are. When do you think that you're going to eventually need to pull the plug and say, you know what, even though I'm all of these things, no one wants to acknowledge it. It's time to move on. Have you thought about that? Definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, you are counting on someone else to see your value. Mm. Um, and that's tough. But for me, it's not so much comparing myself to others. It's competing against myself. Like, how good can I be for the time being? 
you know, right now there's no scouts out. Um, they're not coming to the facility to watch me throw into a net. Mm-hmm. So it's really just on me how consistent and determined and motivated can I be to where, you know, I'm doing what I have to do. I'm doing my lifting, doing my throwing, make sure I'm getting all the work that I need to do mm. um, every day. But at the same time, it's like, is it worth it? You know, if, if I get signed again, I'm going right back to making that very little money when realistically I could get a job that's making significantly more money. Yeah, but let's let's stay with that thought. So is there is there is there a job is there maybe a career or two that you can think of that's going to light that same sort of fire within you that the sport of baseball does? Yeah, I talked to several of my coaches and they they all really want me to coach and I I don't know about that yet. Um they they're like you'd be really good at it and blah 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 but at the same time I feel like it's coaching is similar to where you have to pay your dues early to where you're volunteering and stuff. And mm. I don't know if that's a path I want to take just yet, but also I'd also really considered um, working in an athletic department and kind of helping people get ready for the future. I feel like that would be a huge help to them as well as myself to where I'm having a positive impact on a bunch of people. Mm. And I feel like my, my career is, is worthwhile and not just you know a paycheck. I don't, um, I don't fault people that do that. It is a means to an end. It is just work. But at the same time, I feel like if you don't really enjoy what you're doing, then eight, nine, ten hours of your day is just miserable, and there's no, hmm. there's no reason to do that when you can find something that you you really enjoy and um, can still make a good living from it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a again a message that we share almost every single episode is is optimizing yourself. It's it's difficult to do that if you're like you said spending eight or nine hours a day doing something that you disagree with or you're not comfortable doing or flat out makes you miserable. Uh, I understand that. And in terms of just listening to you talk, Jeremy, the the one thing that's apparent is that, you know, you mentioned that you're a competitor and you mentioned that you, you follow your passions. I I personally think listening to you talk, you're gonna you're gonna find a way to be successful wherever you go. And and that's that's a really that's something that should empower you. That's something that should give you a lot of confidence at this point in this juncture that you're in because i think i think a lot of the time not having that underlying knowledge of hey i'm going to be fine whichever direction i go that can sometimes lead you down the wrong path and and make and put you in a situation similar to some of those counterparts you have within baseball that aren't letting go of the sport and keep hanging on and keep hanging on you know I, I think I want to just more than anything, having listened to you talk for thirty minutes, is is give you that is give you that support and an acknowledgement that when the time comes, I think you're smart enough to know when that's it's going to be the right time. Um, and and as much as that's probably going to be difficult in the short term, I think in the long term it's going to pay off in in droves because everyone can live for a couple of years on on a little i think in the long term as, as long as you're patient enough that the right opportunity is going to come and the, i'm just excited to see where this goes for you and in the meantime in terms of work experience or anything like that have you have you started to connect with anybody any opportunities coming your way by any chance yeah so i've talked to vanderbilt's director of ops for baseball and kind of just picked his brains like it's something i really might enjoy doing is kind of helping run the business side of a baseball program so i've been able to talk to him and he's been super helpful um just kind of letting me like he has no reason that i don't know him personally just the sounding board for me and that's just kind of like kind of what i want to do in the future when i get in a position like that is a lot of people like myself to kind of just learn and, and develop from that 
Mm. Um, and it's been invaluable to me just kind of like, Hey, like, how would you handle this? How would you do that? Cause you know, I don't have any work experience right now because of baseball. And that's been kind of a hindrance to me finding a job, but yeah, just being able to connect with people and being able to talk and just, and learn really, that's all I can do right now is, is learn what I don't know. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the best way to go about it is find the people that um, are doing the job that you eventually want and just picking their brain. That's fantastic. And it, it all comes back to self-development. I love that you're investing so much time in yourself uh, away from when you're you're not uh, training. That's a piece of advice for, for anyone listening is if you're putting all your eggs into one basket, for so to speak, you're really leaving yourself in a very vulnerable situation where uh, if failure comes, you're not going to have much of a plan B, but clearly you've got plan B, C, D, all figured out. And that's uh, that's awesome to hear, man. And I really appreciate you coming on. This is something that I want to be doing more often within our within the show. My hope is that six to 12 months from now, I'll get to bring you back on and we can talk and, and see where you're at and see how things are going. And uh, I think that's uh, a part of the show now that, you know, we're ready to, to make that next step in our evolution of, of hearing someone who's going through some, some hardships, trying to figure out which route to go with their career. But in the meantime, I'll be keeping tabs <laughs> somehow, some way. I'd love to continue to remain in touch and hear how things are going. And like I said, bring you back on the show and we can check in with our listeners and, and let them know where you're at, if that sounds good. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. And my thanks again to Jeremy for joining us on the show today. And as always, I'm going to finish with my keys to success. First and foremost is my competitive call. And I'm going to go with preparation. I have such admiration for the approach Jeremy is taking given his situation currently. He doesn't know if his minor league season will happen next year, but remains disciplined in his preparations and his training. If the option to pursue the sport anymore were to be taken away from him, his preparation through his continual networking efforts will allow him opportunities somewhere within the field of his choice. I think it is always easy to prepare for something you know will be happening. The part I believe that separates ordinary from great is when someone is willing to prepare for something they want that hasn't come along or been decided for them yet. That tenacity in nature to not pay attention to the unknown and simply keep preparing just in case the opportunity comes is certainly something that will make you more competitive in the long term. And clearly, Jeremy has that in his arsenal. Next is my teachable takeaway. Who are you in communication with that has the job you want? This is a massive component that any professional out there, whether just starting out or well-established, should be taking some time to think about. It is so great to hear that Jeremy has individuals like this within his network that are able to explain how he can one day set out on his career path that will eventually get him to where they themselves are one day. So... I hope that you have people like this within your professional circle, and if not, it might be time to have a think about finding such connections. Finally, my motivational move. Have a fantastic plan B, plan C, and plan D for that matter. This sounds a little strange at first, I know, but stick with me for a second. Jeremy is at a point in his young adult life where he is working hard towards his first passion in life, which is baseball, while going through the dilemma of when he might need to start his career away from the game. But this is with the understanding that the career he pursues will also be in an area he considers to be a passion. This thing we call life would be super easy 
if we all got to pursue the thing we first fell in love with growing up. If that was me, I would be a sports broadcaster right now for the BBC back in England. But speaking personally, every time I changed my path in life, I made sure it was one I wanted to go down. I love my job as a swim coach, but can say confidently that that wasn't plan A for me growing up. Maybe you are on plan C, plan D, maybe plan E within your life or career at this time. Whichever plan you are on though, I really hope it is one you are passionate to pursue. And hey, if it isn't quite what you want, don't be afraid to start making some new plans today and start working towards them. Thanks so much for listening to my Keys to Success and joining me today for this unique episode of Career Competitor. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the show with all your friends, and I look forward to welcoming you all back for another episode very soon. Bye for now.